0: Father, let your kingdom come, Father, let your will be done On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart Father, let your kingdom come, Father, let your will be done On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us, forgive us forgive the ones who sin against us Forgive them Lead us not into temptation But deliver us from the evil one Let your kingdom come Father let your will come Father let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Father let your kingdom come Father let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Give us this day our daily bread Forgive us, forgive us As we forgive the ones who sinned against us Forgive them and lead us not into temptation But deliver us from the evil one Let your kingdom come. It's yours, it's yours, all yours, all yours. The kingdom, the power, the glory are yours. It's yours, it's yours, all yours, all yours. Forever and ever, the kingdom is yours. It's yours, it's yours, all yours, all yours the kingdom the power the glory are yours it's yours it's yours all yours all yours forever and ever the kingdom is yours father let your kingdom come father let your will be done on earth as in heaven right here in my heart father let your kingdom come Father, let you your will be done on earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. Come on, you. find what you're looking for for God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live Jesus is waiting there With open arms See His hope For God so loved The world that He gave us His one and only Son to save us Whoever believes in Him Will live forever The power of hell God so loved, God so loved the world, praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow, praise Him, praise Him, for the wonders of His love. Come on church, praise me hear you I see you singing for God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save for God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever Power of hell, forever defeated. Now it is well. I'm walking in freedom for God's own. is waiting God so loved the world Years I spent in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord was crucified Knowing God it was for me, he died in Calvary. By God's word, and last my sin I learned. Then I trembled at the law I spurned. Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. Your mercy and your grace was free, there your pardon multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty and Calvary. Now I've given Jesus everything, now I gladly owe him as my King. Now my raptured soul can only sing of the Calvary. There your mercy and your grace was free. There your pardon multiplied to me. There my burdens so found liberty and mercy and your grace was free, was free. there your pardon multiplied In to me there my burdens soul found liberty and Calvary oh the love that true salvation's plan oh the grace that brought it down to man Oh, the mighty god that god did span at calvary come on let me hear you there your mercy and your grace was free, was free. there your pardon multiplied to me there my burden so There your mercy and your grace was free. free. There your pardon multiplied to me. There my burden so found liberty at Calvary. There my burden so found liberty at Calvary. cross, at, at the cross where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stay and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I've traveled on Oh, well, there was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground. When the friends I had were nowhere to be found. Well, I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. Well, there was Jesus. In the waiting, in the searching In the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it I couldn't see it There was Jesus this man who needs amazing kind of grace mm-hmm. for forgiveness and a price I couldn't pay well, I'm not perfect so I thank God every day well, there was Jesus there was Jesus in the wedding in the circle In the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it Or couldn't see it There was Jesus on the mountains In the valleys there was jesus in the shadows of the alley there was jesus in the fire and the flood there was jesus always In the searching, in the healing, and the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where I've been and where I'm going, even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it, well, there. There was Jesus.
1: There was
0: Jesus.
1: There are so many of you who are volunteers uh, in the life of this ministry who serve in a variety of ways. And more and more, we're going to take opportunity to highlight different groups. And today, uh, we have taken a upon ourselves to recognize elders, newly appointed elders. We've brought that ministry back into being uh, here in the life of First Church. And we've had deacons for a while, and uh, we want to recognize our deacons. And then also, just recently, there are six ladies in our church that, that have been asked to serve as deaconesses, female deacons. That's easier to say for me. Uh, but some ladies who are serving as servants of the Lord and we're going to recognize them and I'm going to name all of them in just a little bit and a good number of them are able to be here today and some of them were not able to be here but we want you to be mindful of them and we want you to pray for them and their ministries that God would help them to understand from day to day his calling upon their lives there are a lot of different things that um that need the touch of the Lord, and He touches people through our lives. He's called us to be His hands and His feet. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul, in writing to the Corinthian church, said, We are ambassadors of Christ. We have been reconciled to God, and now we are people who are helping others to be reconciled to God. And I love this line. Paul says, It is as though God were making His appeal through us. In other words, God is touching lives through us as we interact with people, not only within the church, but outside of the church, in the communities where we live. The Lord is making His presence known through our lives. The Bible says we are earthen vessels, that we are clay jars that carry around the very treasure of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that as earthen jars, we have uh, scars, we have, uh, even have some cracks, if you will, and the light of Christ shines through those scars, through the human realities that are a part of who we are, and it brings attention to the fact that Jesus is enough to make our lives blessed, to make our lives glorious for His sake. And I am so thankful that the Lord has called us to Himself, has helped us to see Him for who He is and to trust Him with our being that we might have everything that we need, not only in our physical being, but in our spiritual being. Because we are a spiritual gathering, if you will. We are created in the image of God, and God is allowing us to know Him And He is allowing us to make Him known in the experience of other people. So ministry is happening all the time. It's not just happening when we're here in this room, when folks are up on this platform. It's not just happening in the classrooms where we gather. It's not just happening when we have Wednesday Bible study back in the fellowship hall. And it's not just happening in these rooms where the kids and the youth are gathered from week to week. But it's happening out there where you live where you work, where you shop, where you interact with people, Jesus is shining in and through your life. Sometimes we're intentional about it, and sometimes it happens unintentionally as we just live in the glory of who He is. One time in my life, I've been a Christian for over 50 years, only one time in my life, but I am so thankful for that moment that God reminded me of, of his presence in my life, I went into a hardware store. And the owner of that hardware store, just a little, little place, I love hardware stores. I, I love Simpsons. I, I, I love mom and pop hardware stores. I go in and I find, I'll see a nail and I'll think, you know, I'm not going to build anything, but I just like the way those nails look. I'm going to buy a few of those. I might need them one day. I just love a hardware store. So I was in this hardware store, and I was looking for something in particular uh, that I needed to fix, something at the church. And so I went in, and as I'm looking and I find what I have, I go up to the, the counter, and it was a one-man operation. I'm talking, y'all, it was, a little, it was a little place. He could watch everything that was happening from the register. And so I got what, what I needed, and I walked over to the re- register, and he said, the owner of this hardware store, um. He said, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I, I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am. Why, why, do you, why, do you, uh, why do you say that? And he said, there was just something about the look on your face that helped me to realize that you know Jesus. And he said, and I know Jesus. And his spirit has witnessed to my spirit that we're, we are brothers in Christ. And that that was a that was a profound moment because we had never met before. Now we 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 knew each other through the years until his passing and and so we would encounter one another from time to time, but I, that day God reminded me, Ron, even when you don't know it. People are seeing me in your life or they're seeing when you leave me out of your life. But Today, God spoke to me that day and said, Today someone saw me in you, and I want you to remember that. Even when you're not intentional about witnessing about my relationship with you, you are a witness because of the way that I'm working in your life. I am so thankful for that reality. It is a scriptural truth. It is a it is a biblical reality that that is lived out in our experience. I love the book of Acts. And and I love whenever God allows me to preach a message from this treasured book, uh, a book that is about what happened after Jesus ascended and his followers just went about being his witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, if you will. And they would just go talk to people about Jesus, and people would open their hearts to Jesus, and the church grew as a result of that that attempt, that intentional attempt to make Jesus known. And um, when we get to the 13th chapter of Acts, we find that Barnabas and Saul are being set apart, in particular, to do God's work, to go on journey, to make Jesus known in the world, in their world at that time. And so here, here's what I want to point out. Look at Acts 13. You can turn on your device. Um, So those who are looking at their phones are not necessarily doing Facebook. They might be. They they might be doing Instagram or they may be playing a game, but a lot of them are reading their Bibles. (laughs) So don't be too quick to judge, amen? Uh, Because they might just be following along, uh, looking at the Scripture in, in their telephones. When we moved into the parsonage, there was a phone that hung on the kitchen wall, and we put a twenty five foot cord on that phone and we could go all over I could sit in my recliner all the way across the den and those of you who were in the church in those parsonage years, you remember that parsonage, and I could be all the way from the kitchen in the in my chair in the in the den talking on the phone now it was cordless for me because when when the phone was given to me, it was either Becky or the kids at hand. I didn't even have to get up out of my chair. They answered the phone. Lorene Baker might be calling and say, I need to talk to Brother Ron. And they would bring me the phone, and when I got done, I would hand them the phone. So it was a wireless phone for me. It was cordless. But I couldn't read my Bible on that phone. Okay, here you go. Acts 13. Um... Just two verses, but I'm going to tell you there's a lot packed in these two verses and sometimes we walk past glorious truth uh, and don't even realize it. And there's glorious truth in these two verses and you can take opportunity to look at the context, to look at the verses before and after uh, at your leisure. Um, but I, I am, I am uh, intrigued, excited about what is said in verse 2 while... They, the church in in Antioch, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. While they were worshiping the Lord, while they were fasting before the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to them, to the church not just to one of the church members, but he spoke to the church, if you will, the gathered members who were there in that fellowship and revealed to their hearts, we have a special work for Barnabas and Saul to give themselves to. It's interesting what happens when we make the Lord number one in our lives. The Bible says that if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, that everything that we need, physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, everything that we need will be given to us. But if you don't put the Lord first, you will go for what you think you need, and it will end up being exactly the opposite of what you need. While they were worshiping the Lord, while they held the Lord in in high esteem, while they bowed themselves before God, it's, it's like the song they sang this morning. Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done on earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. You see, they were praying, Lord, don't just let your, don't let your will be done just when we're here in this place of gathering. But Lord, let your will be done in our individual hearts, in our collective hearts. Lord, let your will be done that we might want you, that we might want what you want in our lives. They were worshiping the, the Lord that way, but worship wasn't enough. They added to their worship fasting. And as they fasted, it's not that they had to convince God to do good. God is good all the time. I mean, God is good all the time. You don't have to convince God to be good. He's good all the time. He will always do what is right and loving in our lives. The reason we fast is because we need to be reminded that there is more to our lives than this fleshly existence. And so you give up something Physical in nature that you might pay emphasis to that which is spiritual in nature And so they were worshiping the Lord they were putting God first in their hearts and in their minds But then they went a step further. They said you know what we're going to give up a meal or two We're going to give up some things and when we're hungry for that We're going to remember that we need God more than we need that which we're hungry for in this temporal existence And so as they're fasting and they're praying and they're worshiping God, the Holy Spirit descends upon their lives and makes it known to them in a tangible way. Barnabas and Saul don't need to stay here with you. They need to go out from you and touch the lives of those who are waiting to hear about Jesus. And so he was calling the church at Antioch, if you will, to make a sacrifice. To say, you know what, as much as we love having them here, as much as they have helped us to understand the Bible, as much as they have helped us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, as much as they have represented, demonstrated what it means to have the Spirit operate in our lives, as much as we have enjoyed this and we want it for ourselves, we must let them go out from us because there are other people just like us who need the benefit of their ministry in their lives. They knew in their hearts that for God's kingdom to come and for God's will to be done, it meant sending Barnabas and Saul out from Antioch. Now here's what the Bible says. Jeremiah, I, you know Jeremiah 29, 11. Don't you, somebody say Jeremiah, say that verse, Jeremiah 29, 11.
0: For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Know
1: the, I know the plans I have for you. We all know that verse. Twenty nine thirteen. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Half hearted seeking leaves us with a little bit of blessing. Wholehearted seeking allows us to enter into a relationship with God that allows His kingdom to come and His will to be done right here in our hearts. And they sought after the Lord wholeheartedly and God said, Saul and Barnabas have got to leave Antioch. They've got to go and do what I have for them to do in other locales. Furthermore, not only do I want you to send them in the sense that you let them go out from you, I want you to support them. I want you to make sure that they have what they need, that they might be able to give full-time attention to the work, the spiritual work that I have for them to do in in planting the seeds of the gospel in the lives of the people that I will allow them to, to connect with in the days to come. So the Holy Spirit said, I want Barnabas and I want Saul and I want you to recognize the way that I am wanting to use them in seeing the work of the gospel go forward. And then it says after, in verse 3, it says, after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now, The way I read this is I read that they're worshiping and they're fasting and the Holy Spirit says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to send Barnabas and Saul to the world with the gospel. And the way I read what's happening here is on the front end, they're worshiping and they're fasting. And then the Spirit says, this is what I want you to do. And then they fasted again. That's the way I read verse 3. They fasted again. They went back into a time of fasting. There are times when God speaks, and and maybe we weren't even thinking that direction, and and then we wonder, is, is God leading us in this direction? And so we go back to our knees in prayer. We go back to fasting. God, we want to be sure that we hear what you're saying, and we want to be sure that we commit ourselves to what you would have us to commit ourselves to. And so I think they fasted more than once. I think they went back and fasted again and said, God, show us that this is really you calling us in this direction. Um, I, I got to tell you, when, when God has called me at times, I have, I have had to go back. I hear you, Lord, but I want to make sure it's you. The Bible says test the spirits to make sure they're of God. And so sometimes God will speak and, and I, I say, Lord, I'm, I'm going I'm to pray again. I need to know for sure that this is what you're calling us to do, that this is what you would have us to do. And I've had numbers of times that that has happened in my life. When we were leave, leaving Columbia after 10 years of ministry, we spent a lot of time praying and fasting and asking God, God, what do you want? Where do you want us? What's happening right now? Why do we feel so unsettled? Lord, what is the direction that you would have us to take? And we had to do a lot of praying and soul-searching before the Lord, but we had the promise of Jeremiah 29:13. If Ron and Becky, if you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found. And you will understand my will if you seek me with all of your heart. And sometimes that takes more than just a care. Sometimes that takes tears. Sometimes that takes fasting. Sometimes that takes an intentional, Lord, I, I, I want to be sure of what you're saying to us. I remember we came um, to Sumter and we had a trial weekend. And we left the trial weekend and... and um, we, we, felt, we felt something, but we weren't sure, and we spent a couple of weeks praying, God, do you really want us to go to Sumter? Is that, is that where you want us? We, we've got to know, Lord, what you want, and we've got to be sure that we're not just moving in the flesh. There have been times as a church leadership team that somebody will bring an idea about ministry, and we'll entertain the idea. And we'll pray over it. And it's like it gets tabled for a little while. And if it's of the Lord, he keeps bringing it to us. And we say, God, show us the way. Hey, I'll tell you what. For two or three years before we broke ground for the youth house, we prayed about the youth house. We planned for the youth house. The first set of plans that we we had drawn up, Um, I still have them in my phone. I can go to to the original drawings. It is nothing like what we have. And then I've got the second set of drawings, and it's not what we have. It's not what the first drawings were. And then I have the plans that represent the facility that God has blessed us with. We talked about it. We planned for it. We talked about it. We planned for it. And then God started to provide the resources that were necessary for that building to become a reality. And here we are. We've been in the building for a little over a year, about a year going on a year and a half. And we owe right at $30,000 for it. Now last week we owed 35 something and this week it's 30,000 and a few dollars. And before long, we'll be burning the mortgage. But I'm telling you, all of that began with praying and and seeking the Lord and planning and refining the plans and understanding what it is that God would have us to do. And I will tell you, it's not just when it comes to buildings that we approach it that way. It comes when it's time to select people for leadership positions. God, show us who it is that you're wanting to use in these different positions. That's what happened that has brought about elders and deacons and deaconesses. God has shown us, I want these people to be intentional about touching the lives of others for the sake of Christ. That God's will might be accomplished in people's lives. The brothers and sisters in Antioch were a part of what happened all around their world at that time because they were the church that sent Barnabas and Saul with the gospel. They were the church that supported them financially and did whatever needed to happen to keep the fire burning and making Christ known in the places where they would go. Some of the places that Saul and Barnabas went the members of the Antioch Church would never walk on the ground that they that Saul and Barnabas walked on. Many of them never would. But figuratively speaking, they did because they were a part they were partners with them in what they were doing. We're supporting a ministry in India now. And many of us will never step foot on the soil where they do that ministry, but we're part of that ministry because we are supporting Pastor Raj and what he is doing and what the church is doing in that that place to bring Indian children off of the streets into a, a place where they can live and where they can go to school. God is touching lives because of your witness. You might walk into a hard store. Hardware store one day, and somebody asks you, Are you a Christian? <laughs> Unintentionally, intentionally, you are making Jesus known where you go. But our elders and our deacons and our deaconesses, many of them will go to homes that you'll never go to, will minister to people that you'll hear about, but maybe not have a personal relationship with. But you're a part of what the deacons and the deaconesses and the elders are doing because you have understood the call of the Holy Spirit for bringing these people into position. Pray for them every day. We can provide you with the list of names. All you have to do is, is text us and say, I, I want a listing. Of, of the leaders of our church, and the deacons and the deaconesses and the elders and all the other leaders will be there on that page. It would be awesome if you as a church family, if we would all pray for all of these leaders every single day of our lives and pray for one another. Sometimes we don't know people's names, but Lord, I, 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 saw, I see that lady at church every time I go. I don't know her, but Lord, I just feel compelled to pray for her that you would bless her in her life. We're going to gather around our elders and deacons and deaconesses in just a moment. And we're going to do what the church at Antioch did. It says, so after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. Lord, they're yours. Make them powerful for the sake of the gospel. Make them helpful to people. Let them be the light of Christ in the experience of of other people's lives. Help their hands to be loving and helpful. Help their words of counsel to be helpful and, and the wisdom of God made known in people's experience. Help them to be kind in all of their ways that your love may reach the lives of those that you've called them to serve. And again, it's not just about what happens inside these walls. It's what's happening out there as we send them from this place to be the very presence of Christ in the lives of those that God would have us to impact. God called these people as surely as He called Saul and Barnabas. God has called these people to these positions. They've been asked to pray about serving in these positions. They've been asked to offer themselves for the sake of others in the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. It's amazing. The things that will be done and some of those things we won't even know about until we get to heaven. I remember one day I was visiting an elderly lady. It's been years ago. I was the preacher. I went, I went to do the preacher thing. I didn't have the phone on my Bible, so I had my New Testament in my hip pocket. And I pulled it out and I read a psalm with her and her husband that day. I asked them what they would like to pray about that day. And so we prayed over the things that were on their hearts. And um, we exchanged friendship and love for one another. And when I was getting ready to go, Nanny said, Brother Ron, I want to ask you something. I said, yeah. She said, I got an air conditioner in in the dining room. It was a big window unit. I mean a big old window unit. And she said, that thing is leaking all over that dining room floor. And I keep trying to get somebody to come and and do something with it. Do you know anybody who could help me with that? Because I can't get anybody here. And I said, well, let me see it. I'm not going to say it's always advisable for you to show me what's wrong at your house. I may make it more needful for you to call somebody. But I went, and and this big old window unit had a pan that was situated underneath it in the window. And that pan was full of water, and the drain that went to the outside had filled up with mold and mildew. And so the water had nowhere to go but to spill over the front of the pan into the the dining room floor. And the floor was soaked. She had a towel there, and she was catching the water. And I said, do you have a coat hanger? And if I asked for a coat hanger, you probably should not always give me a coat hanger. But I said, do you have a coat hanger? And she said, yeah. And uh, I said, now I need a wire coat hanger that I can take apart and straighten out. And she said, okay. And so she came back with one of those white coat hangers like you get it, used to get at the cleaners. And I took it apart and I straightened it out and um, I said, okay, um, I'll be right back. And I went outside, and I found the place where the, it was supposed to drain out, and I poked that coat hanger in there, and I just kept reaming it out. And then just a little bit, here it come. I mean, the water just flowing out of that pan. And so I go back inside, and the, I could see on the front edge of the pan, it was, it was, the water was gone, and that was all there was to it. I don't know how many times I visited with them and pulled my, my testament out and read them a scripture from the Psalms. I don't know how many times we talked about what was going on at church and, and what was going on with their family and in their lives. Uh, I'm telling you. But after that day, every time I went, you know what she talked about? Thank you so much for taking care of that thing. It, it's drained ever since we haven't had any more problems and now we know that if it does start to get slow I just go out there with a coat hanger and I and I'd clean it out myself you know if you said Ron what was the what was the best thing you did to show them that you love them in the months and, and the years that you visited with them I might point to a scripture I read or a, something I said to them about Jesus and it ended up being taking a coat hanger and taking a time to do something that you wouldn't think that a preacher would do that said to them, you matter to me. I, I love you. And if I say I'll, I'll do anything I can to help you, I mean I'll do anything I can help you. And sometimes it may mean that I break it to the point, you've got to get somebody to come fix it. You don't know what these deacons and deaconesses and elders will end up doing as they serve people in the name of Jesus. But God already knows. But our prayers enable these brothers and sisters to say with the Apostle Paul as he wrote to the Philippian church, Chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Lord, here I am. I'll be a servant for you. As a matter of fact, deacon and deaconess, it means servant. I will be a servant for you, elders. I will will lead the way in, in loving people in your name and doing what you would have me to do to help people follow Jesus. We don't know the particulars, but God does. And if we would take their list of names and every day just say, God, bless Dreyfus today as he's touching someone's life. Lord, bless Dawn today as as she goes and visits one of our shut-in sisters who may need encouragement or help with something. And we call out these folks by name, and we're a part of what they're doing in the lives of all these different people. They fasted, and they laid hands on Saul and Barnabas, and they said, Lord, we send them forth in your name. Bless them and make them a blessing. Bless them and make them a blessing. Help someone to see Jesus because of them. Help someone to follow Jesus because of them. Help someone to love their families because of them. Help someone to find what they've not been able to find anywhere else because of them as you have singled them out to serve your people. And so, not all of them are here today, but I trust a good number of them are here today because we gave a little bit of advance notice. I serve as an elder. Tony serves as an elder. Tony, come. Bob Holder serves as an elder, and he is also the head of the deacons. Come forward. Dreyfus Hudson is an elder and a deacon. Scott Schrader is probably watching from Maine right now this morning. Hey, Brother Scott, Sister Evelyn, bless you this morning We appreciate y'all and look forward to you coming back home. Matt, Matt Miller is an elder. We'll ask Matt to come. Sister Linda has graciously offered herself to serve alongside of Bob Holder as the secretary of the elders. Miss Linda, come on and be with us. Brian Hatfield is away today. He's an elder. Dewey Hauser is away today and he is an elder. Ron Law is one of our elders. Brother Ron? And Ron Jennings is an elder. Brother Ron? Our deacons, Bob and Dreyfus, are here. Uh, Mark Cox is a deacon. Mark? Rory Hare. Is a deacon. Jerry McAfee is serving as a deacon. Bill McLaughlin. Jim Lockman. These are our deacons and elders. Don Pearson is serving as the chairperson, the head of the deaconesses. Don. Ann Prescott is a deaconess, Connie Hovatter, Jana Holder, Lou Bush, and Elaine Hudson. I wrote these folks the other day and I just want to read you this one something that I said. Mark Mullen is is a deacon. Forgive me. uh, Your name's right here. Forgive me. These are exciting days at First Church of God as we unite our lives to serve the Lord and His kingdom purposes. God loves people and we are called to be His agents of love in these lives, the lives of those who are in our church and in our communities. I want you to come and lay a hand on the shoulder closest to you. I want us to follow the biblical example and lay a hand on these brothers and sisters and to send them forth in the service that they do in the name of Jesus. So church family, come and let's gather around them and ask the Lord to make their lives powerful for the sake of his kingdom. Our Father, as we gather this morning, Around these brothers and sisters, as we gather as the brothers and sisters of this church fellowship who have been called into a relationship with you through your son Jesus, we pray that Lord, as we lay a hand on the shoulder of the person near us, that it would symbolize your hand upon us. Lord, we're offering ourselves to you and to your kingdom. We're offering ourselves to be servants to people. We're offering ourselves to to be the demonstration of your love in the lives of those that we will encounter. Some of those will be family members and some will be church members and And others will be friends that we have known through the years, but sometimes we will impact the life of a person that we are encountering for the very first time in our lives and maybe for the only time in our lives. And we don't know how to anticipate all of this. That's why we're here praying. Because God, what takes us by surprise never takes you by surprise. And what we are not able to do, you are always able to do. And what we could never imagine and imagine uh, happening through our lives will happen because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So Lord, take our lives into your hands. Take these elders and deacons and deaconesses, and as we commit ourselves together to you. And to the cause of Christ, we pray that you would do miraculous things. Help people to see Jesus for the very first time as the Lord and Savior of their lives. Help people to overcome addictions. Help people to have relationships restored. Help people to find what they need in Christ and through the fellowship of those who follow him. Lord, we pray... That great things would happen because we, as ordinary people, are offering ourselves to an extraordinary God. Make Sumter better. Make the world better as we simply become your servants. Sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally. Let Jesus fill us to overflowing and touch others as we make ourselves available. Thank you for this day and for what it means in this moment and for the days and the years to come. Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done on earth as in heaven, right here in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done. On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. Father, let your kingdom come. Father let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Give us this day our daily bread Forgive us, forgive us We forgive the ones who sinned against us Forgive them Lead us not into temptation But deliver us from the evil Let your kingdom come Father let your will be done Father let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Father let your kingdom come Father let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Give us this day our daily bread Forgive us Forgive us As we forgive the ones who sinned against us Forgive them And lead us not into temptation But deliver us from the evil one Let your kingdom come It's yours, it's yours, yours All yours, all yours The kingdom, the power The glory are yours. It's yours, it's yours. yours. All yours, all yours. Forever and ever. The kingdom is yours. It's yours, it's yours.
1: All yours, all
0: yours. The kingdom, the power, the glory are yours. It's yours, it's yours, all yours yours, Forever and ever The kingdom is yours Father, let your kingdom come Father, let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Father, let your kingdom come Father, let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart on earth in heaven, right here in my heart.